Good evening, folks. You're with me, Simon Chait, and this is 92.9 River FM, and you've tuned in to Prog Mojo, episode 31. Many of you will know that we are currently exploring early Australian prog rock groups, and tonight we're going to kick off with The Master's Apprentices. The Master's Apprentices were originally formed in 1964 in Adelaide under the name of The Mustangs. Founding members include Mick Bauer on rhythm guitar, Rick Morrison on lead, Brian Vorton on drums, and Gavin Webb on bass. They began their life as a covers band, playing covers of The Shadows and songs from The Ventures. They cite a profound influence on the group by the Aussie tour of The Beatles in 1964. After the Beatles tour, the Mustangs changed their style and took on a lead singer, Scottish immigrant Jim Keyes, and they began to write their own original material. In late 1965, the Mustangs renamed themselves as the Master's Apprentices, because as told by Mick Bauer, they were apprentices to the Masters of the Blues, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Jimmy Reed, Elmore James and Robert Johnson. In just a few months, they began playing packed-out shows in Adelaide and were soon seen as one of the most popular bands in town. They performed all around the city, as well as further afield, and by mid-1966, they were contacted by Asta Records and asked to supply a four-track demo. They recorded three tracks on a simple two-track stereo system, but didn't have the fourth track, and so Mick Bauer and Rick Morrison whipped up their single Undecided in about 15 minutes. They were literally undecided about what to call the song. So their debut single was Undecided, and it was released on Asta Records, backed with their Vietnam War protest song, Wars or Hands of Time, on the B-side. It was released in October 1966. It rose up the Adelaide charts and picked at number four. Interestingly, the band were the last people to know that the single had been released. Lead singer Jim Keyes found out about it when he turned on the radio at the drive-in with his girlfriend. Let's have a listen now to The Master's Apprentice's first single. Here's Undecided. You gotta give a little love and If you want a lot of love in return the master's apprentices first single undecided while we're here let's have a listen to the b-side of that single this is master's apprentices with war or hands of time (laughs) 
Master's Apprentices with War or Hands of Time which is an anti-Vietnam protest song. In June 1976, the Master's Apprentices released their debut self-titled solo album on Asta Records. This album included their previous singles and had a number of other psychedelic pop rock songs as well. The track Living in a Child's Dream is considered one of the first examples of an Aussie psychedelic rock song and ended up being one of their greatest pop songs ever, even voted Song of the Year in 1967 by the Go Set readers. Let's have a listen to Living in a Child's Dream. Master's Apprentices with Living in a Child's Dream. 92.9. What's up, you guys? It's Nicki Minaj. River FM. And now for something completely different. Well, maybe not completely different. On with Master's Apprentices. In February 1970, they released their second album, Masterpiece, on Columbia Records. The third album, released in April 1971, also on Columbia Records, was Master's Apprentices' Choice Cuts. And this album peaked at number 10 on the Australian Albums Chart. Their fourth album, A Toast of Panama Red, was released on the same label in January 1972. Let's have a listen now to a way more progressive track. This is the 11-minute Games We Play.
games we play in between the bars like a dirty drop in rain in between the sun love did not pass us by
his head and looked upon the people and with great voice said, When love beckons, follow, though the path sometimes seems steep and hard. Yield and let the soft wings enfold you, though the sword, hidden among the pinions, may cut deep. When the voice speaks to you, believe, for the voice may shatter your dreams as the north wind lays waste the garden. For as love is your growth, so it is your pruning. As it ascends to your height and caresses your tenderest branches that quiver in the sun, so it shall descend to your roots and shake them in their clinging to the earth. All these things shall love do unto you, that you may know the secrets of your heart, and in that knowledge become a fragment of life's heart. Go into the seasonless world where you shall laugh not all your laughter and weep not all your tears. For love gives naught but itself and takes naught but from itself. Think not you can direct the course of love, for if it finds you worthy, will direct your course. Love has no desire but to fulfill itself, to melt and be like a running brook that sings its melody for eternity. That was Master's Apprentices with the very progressive games we play. Okay, let's move on to our next band, Carvis Jute. These guys were formed in Sydney in July 1970. Founding members included Dennis Wilson on guitar and vocals, Bob Daisley on bass, and Tim Gaze on lead guitar and vocals. They then recruited drummer Danny Davidson, and in January of 1971, they signed with Festival Records' subsidiary label Infinity Records, and they released their debut and only album, Wide Open. The group played around Sydney, including supporting Bo Diddley on his second tour of Australia in October 1973. Everything I've read on these guys mentions the chemistry between the two awesome guitarists, Tim Gaze and Dennis Wilson. Throughout the 70s, they were an on-again, off-again sort of unit, being active from 1973 to 71, then 73 to 74, and later in 74 to 77, under the name Chariot. They came back together in 1993 for a couple of years, where they played a reunion show and re-released their debut album as a CD. In 2005, they recorded a gig at Sydney's classic jazz venue, The Basement, a terrific venue that's sadly no longer there. They recorded a DVD and album pack entitled Then Again, Live at the Basement, and this was released in 2006. Carvis Jute have not been active since then. Carvis Jute were described by Aussie rock music historian Ian McFarlane as expansive and free-flowing, strong on rhythm and melody and bristling with exceptional guitar work. Ian McFarlane is best known for his publication, released in 1999, The Encyclopedia of Australian Rock and Pop. Clearly, he knows what he's talking about. As previously mentioned, Carvis Jute only released one album, Wide Open. We're going to kick off with track one, side one. Here's Carvis Jute with Free. Free 
That's Carvis Jute with the great song Free, taken from their one and only album, Wide Open. You're on 92.9 River FM with me, Simon Chait, and you're listening to Prog Mojo. We'll be back right after these short messages. Welcome back, folks. Yes, it's Saturday night and you're halfway through Prog Mojo, episode 31. My name is Simon Chait. And you are listening to 92.9 River FM. Okay, we're right in the middle of having a look at Aussie prog rock band Carvis Jute. And we've just had a listen to one track from their one and only album, which was called Wide Open. We're now going to go straight into another track. Alrighty, so next up I'm going to play you the last track on the A side of the album. Here's Carvis Jute with Vikings. 
And that was Carver Street with the track Vikings from their album Wide Open. I'm going to finish up now with one last Carver Street song. It's their longest song. Here's the nine-minute prog anthem Parade of Fools, which was the final track of their only album.
the prog-rocking sounds of Carvis Jute with their nine-minute epic Parade of Fools. River FM. FM. Okay, our final band for tonight is Sebastian Hardy. Staying in Sydney, we're going to pop back to 1967 and have a look at these guys, Australia's first symphonic rock band. The Sebastian Hardy Blues Band was founded in 1967 by Graham Ford, who made up the name Sebastian Hardy. Over the next two years, there were quite a few members who made up the R&B band lineup. In 1968, however, Sebastian Hardy had a change of focus and the blues band disbanded, reforming later in the year without the blues band addenda. Ford recruited a bunch of students from Sydney's Cabramatta High School, including John English on vocals and rhythm guitar, Peter Plovsich on bass and his brother Alex on drums. They began to play more pop-oriented music and ended up as the backing band for early Aussie rocker Johnny O'Keefe during 1969 when they built a reputation covering songs from the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Otis Redding and Wilson Pickett amongst others. John English left the band in 1971 when he won the role of Judas Iscariot in the production of Jesus Christ Superstar. I remember seeing that as a kid and was amazed when John English rose up above the stage hanging by the neck after he'd accepted the 30 pieces of silver. John English was a master. He was eventually replaced by Steve Dunn on vocals and keyboards. Not long after they'd recorded their first single on RCA Records, All Right Now, Graham Ford left the group. It was October 73 and he was replaced by Mario Milo on lead guitar. They recorded the second single, Day After Day, having released it in April 74. By now, Tovio Pilt had replaced Dunn on keys and Milo took over the vocals. And as well as playing covers, Sebastian Hardy had started playing progressive rock, having taken on the mantle of Australia's first symphonic rock band when they performed a 20-minute version of Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells as part of their set. They released their first album, Four Moments, in August 1975. It peaked at number 12 on the Australian Albums Chart, and it was produced by former member John English. It reached gold status with more than 35,000 copies sold. Four Moments showed the influence of progressive rock groups such as Genesis, Yes, and King Crimson on the band. It only contained three tracks, with the title track taking up one side. Their second album, Wind Chase, was released in 1976. However, this didn't reach the top 50. In June of that year, internal disagreements ended up causing the Plovsich brothers to leave the band and Milo and Pilt to continue on under the name Wind Chase, where they played with a new rhythm section, Doug Nethercoat on bass and Doug Bly on drums. With the new lineup in place, they began working on their third album, Symphinity, which was more of a jazz fusion album. Windchase stayed active right through to October 1977, but then disbanded. Here's Sebastian Hardy with the final track of their first album. The album was called Four Moments, and the track was called Openings.
Sebastian Hardy with openings from their album Four Moments. Well, that's all we've got time for for tonight. Thank you so much for spending the last hour with me. My name is Simon Chait and you've been listening to Prog Mojo episode 31. I look forward to spending some more time with you next week when we hit the airways with Prog Mojo episode 32. Until then, remember folks, the most important thing, whatever you do, prog on. <laughs>